You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. If you're looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you have come to the right place. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast, and it's awesome to have you tuning in. We are now a top 10 podcast in 10 different countries. So thank you to all of you listening from all the wonderful countries around the world where you're tuning in from. In today's episode, I'm talking to Neil about essential e-commerce advertising audiences and what to put in those copy sections of your Facebook ads too. That's because this month we're all about helping you improve your Facebook ads. Whether you're taking your first steps or whether you're looking for the magic source to take it to the next level, we've got you covered this month. We've already had episodes on video, on images, and on the dark post strategy. So I'm looking forward to finishing our wrap-up of Facebook ads with the latest targeting strategies and um, an eight-step formula for getting your copy right. That's what we're covering in today's episode. There's a lot coming. Um, Neil has a lot of good insight. There's some good examples, lots of great tips. So I think we should get into it. But before we meet him, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash Masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with Facebook ads expert Neil Shoney. Neil's career kicked off when he created the SFN Expo and used just online marketing to bring thousands of consumers through the door every year. In 2016, he took all he learned building that business and turned it into an agency that over the last four years has helped thousands of entrepreneurs worldwide to create crazy converting Facebook ads that create game changing sales. Hello, Neil. Hey, Chloe. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here. Um, I am looking forward to helping all our listeners what is it, create crazy converting Facebook ads because <laughs> I think we're all, we're all in the market for some game-changing sales. But uh, Neil, before we get into all of that, how did you get into Facebook ads? I got into Facebook ads because I had to. <laughs> I, I had got that major kick in the face that a lot of us get when it's our very first year in business where we think our beautiful ideas are in our heads, everybody's going to want to buy them. And uh, I very quickly realized that that wasn't the case. And I had to learn marketing very quickly to be able to take people from complete stranger to buyer to repeat buyer and so on and so forth. So I was forced to learn this stuff uh, just to, first of all, save uh, the business I had started, but then to grow it and then ultimately uh, to sell it about five years down the line. And clearly, although, you know, Facebook ads wasn't, you weren't like, oh, Facebook ads, that sounds so cool. I must learn it. But it's now turned into your primary passion, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's one of those ones, anybody who is interested in marketing, which is everybody on this podcast, uh, has gone through that feeling of, hey, something that I can learn and implement and be a little bit creative with can have an amazing result on the other side. And it just gives you this amazing feeling. And it's almost that thing of, having to work hard makes the feeling of success on the other side so much better. 
And with Facebook ads, when done correctly, that's just amplified. Because when you have systems in place and they're repeatable, you know, your results that come in every single day can almost become expected and on a whole other level from what you can do organically. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's help everyone to achieve some of that because you're here to tell us about kind of, I guess, the, the key advertising audiences we should should do because I find people get... I find that kind of incumbent e-commerce people are very used to Google ads where you're thinking keyword, keyword, keyword the entire time. And quite frankly, you're pretty much only advertising to one group of people who are the people who want to buy your product now. Now <laughs> they want to buy it. Um, and Facebook's completely different. So it's quite a quite a thing. If you're used to Google ads, it's quite a thing to get your head around the shift of Facebook ads. And if you're approaching Facebook ads from the starting point, it can be very easy to get very lost in that audience selection. So so where do we where do we start? What's like the, the audience, which when you log into someone's Facebook ad account, you're like, oh my God, why aren't they advertising to them? <laughs> well, there, there are sort of three groups that I will typically uh, have any e-commerce brand uh, targeting at the same time. So there are different campaigns for different audiences. And the very first one is first time buyers. So it doesn't actually matter if we're targeting cold audiences or people who know who we are. We're just making sure that these aren't people that have bought from us in the past. So we can easily uh, segment them off based on either them being on our email list as a buyer or uh, if we have actually tracked them previously through Facebook ads as a buyer. When we uh, remove those from the equation, even if we're targeting cold or warm, all we need is an irresistible offer to get them to take that first step. Because anybody that's been in the e-commerce space for any amount of time knows that the toughest thing is getting that first purchase. If you've got the good systems on the back end, you know, great email systems, great follow-up systems, even great follow-up adverts, you know, it's so much easier to convert a happy customer into a higher paying, more frequent uh, customer as well. So the tough thing there is getting an abundance of people over the line and profitably at the same time. So that's the first audience we always go after, a mix of warm and cold audiences, but they have to have never bought from us before. And we're putting an irresistible offer in front of them. How do you just decide who's what's a warm and what's a cold? What's the differentiation between those? So with the warm audiences, we would typically be targeting people who have visited our website before, people who have engaged with our Instagram pages, people who have engaged with our Facebook pages, and people who have watched our videos. Sometimes this is has to be completely GDPR proof, of course, now, uh, but you can also target people based on them being on your email list, even if they aren't uh, actually buyers, if they've joined through other means. But those sort of five groups are who you would go after as people who are warm but haven't bought from you yet. Uh, from the cold audiences, we're looking at using Facebook's targeting options of two different things. First of all, interests. So people who are interested in the type of thing that we sell or magazines that are associated with it or even maybe, depending on how broad your niche is, it could even just be simply age, location and gender. You know, it could just be that. The second thing for cold is lookalike audiences. So we can actually upload an audience of people who have bought from us in the past and say to Facebook, hey, go and find me the top 1% of people in the entire United Kingdom or US or Australia or wherever it may be who most resemble previous buyers of 
products on my site. And it's an amazing way for Facebook to use the stuff that they're not even allowed to show us anymore since uh, since they went through all the data breaches in the in in the past, maybe six years ago now. Uh, there were certain things that you could target, and they were they were absolutely awesome. You could target people based on how many cars they had. You could target people on their income and all sorts. But we don't have that data anymore. But you know that they do. So if you uh, create a lookalike audience of people who are very alike your previous buyers, they'll go and use data points that we can't even touch to go and find more people that are likely to buy. Cool. And and the, I guess the key thing amongst all these warm and cold audiences is that we're excluding the people who've bought. So we know these are 100% people who've never bought from us before. So it's, so it's that clear single objective with all of them, which is to get them to buy for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, if, if you want to see like a great e-commerce brand and how they set all of these up, you can go on to Facebook Ads Library. So you can actually type in on Google Facebook Ads Library, go in, go to some of the biggest e-commerce brands in the world, and you can see all the ads that they're running. And the cool thing is you'll notice that some of them are amazing, irresistible offers. And you'll see some of these ads are just purely getting people to go back to the website. So some of them might have no discount codes. They might not have any offer associated with them. And you know that they're putting that type of thing in front of people who have bought from them before. And you know that irresistible offers are there to get first-time buyers. Okay, so you know you can look right through an amazing e-commerce brand's Facebook ads and see all of these different things at play. Nice. We just lost half the audience who've just gone to go and Google that. But that's fine, guys, <laughs> as long as you come back. <laughs> I know that allure of seeing what the competition are is strong. I know. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Neil, that's our that's our first group is to target those people we want to turn into buyers. What's our, what's our second strategy? Because you said you had three. Yeah. The second targeting strategy that we'll typically go after are people who have bought from us recently. So maybe it it all depends on how often somebody would buy from you typically as well. So some brands obviously could have somebody coming back every single week to restock. I mean, I've sold like meat packs online and meals through, uh, through the post. They will have people buy sometimes multiple times per week. So it's like fresh meals that come through the post. Other brands, you know, they know through customer behavior that people will literally come back once every two or three months. And that's absolutely fine as well. So that's a little bit individual, but we are targeting people who have bought from us recently and are in the window of when somebody would typically buy from us again. Uh, and we want to get back in front of them with uh, with more reasons to buy, but we don't have to go so irresistible offer, really low margins. As long as they had a good experience with us, what I'm typically trying to get people to do in this audience is actually to spend more money with us. So I'll still put an offer out there, but let's say the average order value for a first-time buyer is £35 on the site. I'll put an offer out there, something like 20% off site-wide when you spend over £75. So it's encouraging people who are happy customers to come in today because there's still an irresistible offer there, but we're encouraging them to spend a lot more money and go through that habit so that they get used to spending more and getting more from us. I love the way you you split out the offers there because there's a there's a phrase I say I say a lot which is that any promotion exists to get the customer to do what you want them to do as cheaply as possible. 
And you know what you're saying is that in front of those people we want to buy for the first time, we're putting an irresistible offer as cheap as we can make it just to get that purchase. And then once they've bought, we're trying to get them to do the next thing we want them to do, which is to spend more. So we're in, we're, we're finding ways to get the customers to do the right thing. And I think it's so often overlooked. You know, People just go, oh yeah, give them a discount. Yeah. Why are we doing it though? So I love how you, you've outlined like, right, the key thing we need to do with people who bought from us once is increase the AOV. And this is how we're going to go and do it. I love it. It's really, really clear now. It's exactly like that. And the, the funny thing is when I go into like the third example here, it's people who have actually bought from us before but are now falling way outside the window when we would typically see somebody come back. So this is almost like, you know, the email that you would send out that we would call something like a a win back customer type email. And what we would usually do in the email scenario is give them the irresistible offer or something like the irresistible offer that we would give a first time buyer. Because what we want is active customers and not just a customer list from years prior. We want an active customer list where people are actively buying from us. They're in that behavior and then they're more likely to buy more stuff. So we want to win them back and get them over the line. And that's when you would start to put some more great irresistible offers in front of that group of people. Uh, And that works insanely well. But it's funny, you said at the start of this podcast about Google ads versus Facebook ads. And you might notice that in all three of these scenarios, there's offers there, you know, So even like in the middle, when we've got happy customers, we still put an offer in front of them. And the big reason is because this is Facebook ads. With Google, we're popping up with Google ads when somebody is actively looking for a solution that we can provide them. Whereas with Facebook, we're popping up when they're trying to look at cat memes and, uh, and, you know, videos of family members doing this, that, and the other, and TikTok videos. So they're there for entertainment. So even though we have really strong targeting, we need to make them feel like, and this is the thing that I hope everybody takes away from this because this turns around people's Facebook ads all the time. It's have the person who's seen your Facebook ad worried that they will not see it again. So if the offer is that strong and it's in front of the right person, they should be in a mindset in which they actually feel like, I need to take action right now just in case I don't see it ever again. And so if you create offers that good uh, and you know that irresistible, you're going to get a lot of people taking immediate action the first time that they stumble upon that advert. I love that because it, it's so easy to just think, oh, we'll just put something, something interesting on Facebook. It'll be all right. But it's like, no, you've got you've to grab them. And I, I love that. You've got to grab them so much that they're going this ad might never come up again. Yeah, I must click on it now. Otherwise I may miss out forever. And I think that's that's a really good way of thinking about it. Would the ad interrupt someone from watching their cat memes so much that they're worried they won't see it again? Yeah. Okay, can I actually share one of the best offers that I saw on a, on a Facebook ad? And I've ended up actually like making a YouTube video about this specific advert because I was like this offer is so genius like the way it was positioned it's in the e-commerce space it's it's just awesome so there's a brand called Muscle Food that a lot of people in uh, in the UK and wider into Europe now as well would be familiar with they're sort of the number one brand for meat boxes sent through the post and uh, the way that they position their irresistible offer to get first-time buyers in is you buy one hamper and you get four free, right? 
Now, for anybody who sees that, consumer or marketer, you're thinking, how can they even be in profit? They must be losing money, right? It's that irresistible. That hook is absolutely beautiful. And because it's so like widespread, it used to be because Muscle Food, the, the name of the brand, it used to be for fitness people. Now, just people buy it because it's high quality meat delivered at an amazing price point. But when you click through, it's one hamper that you have to buy at RRP, which by the way, they don't usually sell their hampers at RRP, right? So that's number one, it's that actual RRP. Then after that, the four hampers are just a hamper that would probably be, if put in one box, probably smaller than the one you're actually buying, but it's been split up into different things. So it's uh, like a red, a healthy ready meal, a hamper which has like three ready meals in it uh then there's like a fruit and veg hamper uh which is like going to be like a bag of fruit and veg uh, and then there's like um some meats and some other things as well so when you actually look at it if you were to break it down you would go right so i'm going to pay more for this hamper here than i usually would have to pay for a hamper originally and then the four hampers are actually these small hampers all put together but the funny thing is, you still look at it and you go, but you know what? It is still an excellent deal because <laughs> I'm still going to get all this stuff for like 65 bucks delivered, right? So it's still amazing, but it's that the amount of click-throughs they must get onto that page because of how they position that offer on the Facebook ad, it must just be absolutely insane. And you can tell that it's working because when you go on Facebook ads library, you can see how long it's been running for. And it's been, run, it's been running for about a year and it's still uh, green light active. So I know it's working for them. I can see exactly why. Um, I mean, I was breaking it down and I was like, I need to actually go and buy this myself. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, so if you can come up with offers that good, you're going to get a lot of cold traffic converting. Cool. Everyone, we'll, we will put a link to that YouTube video. Um, so you can find out more about that in the, in the show notes for you. And what I what I like about that is that they've gone, what's the headline that's going to work on Facebook? What's the headline that's going to work in the marketing and drag people in? How do we then make that work for us? And, you know, it's kind of implicit. You, you assume it's five of the same hamper and then you're like, oh, no, it's not. But they're still quite cool. Yeah. I quite like it. And, and you know, you can almost imagine them having the debate of, well, we could put a banana and a ready meal and a something in each of the extra four. And they went, no, nah, no, nah, it's going to look shit. So what we'll do is <laughs> we'll do four different hampers and then it looks kind of cool. At least one of them will appeal. to it's, it's, it's clever, clever marketing. It's absolutely genius. I love it. It's just a repositioned offer because they could do the exact same stuff at the exact same price. And they could either label it as a discount or they could label it as buy one hamper and get another free. Neither of those would perform as well as buy one hamper and get four free. So it's just a repositioned offer that would outperform the other two in absolute multiples. Again, they've done their maths behind it. So there's there's kind of two reasons why that ad's still green lighted in the library. <laughs> one is that people are still responding to it. The audience love it. But the other one is the maths adds up. They're making money off this. That's how it works. Um, well, look, we've, we've, we're kind of straying into the world of copy. We've done kind of three key advertising audiences, but obviously you said about the offer being important and the copy. So let's, should we dive into copy a little bit more? So I believe I've heard, because you told me, uh, I was going to make it all intriguing there. And Neil told me he had this. He's got an awesome eight-step formula for your copy. So um, Neil, step one, please. 
So step one, funnily enough, after what we just spoke about is offer first. So most people think, right, I'm going to set up a Facebook ad. I'm going to go to ads manager. I'm going to click the create ad button. And then I start my thinking from there. The, the whole success of your campaign is based on how good your offer is going to be. So really start to think about the offer first before you think about even creating the campaign. So that's the first thing before you start thinking about any other, uh, any other part of the copy uh, right from start to finish. Number two is the hook. So as you said, you know, that headline at the top of the ad, the very first thing people are going to read. And bear in mind, with Facebook ads, you don't get a lot of text there before it's hidden by the see more button. So that first line to sort of line and a half of copy is all you've got to go on. So having a strong hook is arguably the most important part of the entire ad. And Neil, if we use your your uh, muscle food example, and say they've got an image as their ad, keep it simple. We're not. We'll, we'll avoid the world of video. We'll keep it simple with the world of images. They've got an image which says "Buy one hamper, get four free," on it. Would you use that again as the first line of the copy? Yes. Yeah, I would. And bearing in mind that you'll probably have a piece of copy that's working with an array of different images that are getting tested. So one might actually say the, the, the offer, but there might also just be images of the entire meat hamper, or it could be a happy customer or whatever it may be as well. So 100% uh, with, with headlines or hooks for ad copy, I tend to say you want to test an indirect one and a direct one. And the direct one is where you're actually just saying the offer, you know. So uh, in Muscle Foods example, it was something along the lines of quick, get your uh, get your four free hampers uh, before they run out. So something like that. So they were going with the offer. And then an indirect one would be something along the lines of a question. So it'd be like, imagine if every time you bought one hamper, you got four free or something along the lines of that. Yeah. Uh, how that would affect your your monthly budgeting for food. Like that would be like an indirect hook that would get somebody to hit the see more button to try and understand uh, the, what what's going on from there. So that would be the the hook. Cool. What's number three? Number three is the body. So the body of the ad that's in between the hook that we've got at the top and it's in between the, the call to action that we have. The body is really important. And there's three things that we typically will do within that body formula, depending on what we're selling and how we've positioned uh, the hook, but it's either going to be logic. So bringing actual logic into uh, the purchasing decision, why they would want this, why it makes sense that they should have it. Second of all, it would be offer or benefit stacking. So you'll see many that have like, you know, quick, get your four free hampers, and then it'll be a bunch of bullet points of what's included in the offer or the benefits of why they want to get this offer. And then the third thing is proof. Proof works really well as well. So if you've got a, a brand such as, so I, I did some consultancy with uh, an e-commerce brand recently that uh, sold uh, um, glasses, so actual prescription glasses. Uh, but they had an amazing offer where it was um, 49 pounds for any frame and any uh, glass thickness and prescription or whatever it was so we did a hook of something on the lines of um it was 49 pounds for any frame and any thickness can this be right like something like that so it was like a bit of like a direct indirect mix really from there 
But then in the proof, because we knew that this was going to be going out to people who may not have already bought from us before because it's an irresistible offer in itself, we led with over 10,000 people have already put their trust in this brand. So you can also instill proof into the body there, and that can be enough to get people to click through who are completely cold to you. Because you might put an amazing offer in front of somebody, and it might be perfectly positioned because of what they're interested in. But if they've never seen you before, it's like, is this a bit of a cowboy? Is it somebody who's, you know, uh, that they're brand new? And is my money going to be well spent? But if you can say something on the lines of 10,000 people have already put their trust in this, or 1,000 people have already got this offer, or something on the lines of that, that's a great piece to go in the body there between the hook and the call to action. And how long would you make that copy? Because, you know, I see people kind of, again, let's go back to the Google ads, putting your three lines of text like a Google ad. And I see other people who appear to have written an essay. Is the length worth testing or is it more about the messages you're putting in there that we should be testing? I usually say to people, you're either going to test one of two things. You're either going to test two different pieces of positioning so that would usually be like a different hook so it would be the indirect versus direct or you're going to test long copy versus short copy but in the world of adverts we tend to find and this isn't an absolute but we tend to find that the more expensive the price point the longer the copy needs to be because we can get clicks through all day but if somebody isn't going through with real intent they're not going to buy something that's a thousand bucks But if something, and for e-commerce brands, we're not usually selling stuff at at a thousand bucks plus on on our landing pages. So we can usually run with just a really simple hook body close where the body is quite small and we're just using like that proof statement or something uh, to showcase the offer and to get them to click through. So for e-commerce, usually short works really, really well over long copy. Cool. Okay. Number four, then. Number four is the call to action. So I see this all the time with adverts and it blows my mind. The amount of adverts that don't tell people what to do next. So, you know, they've hooked somebody in, they've told them why an offer is amazing. And then it just seems to sort of end. There's nothing there. There's no, so click the button below to go and grab this offer before it ends or something along the lines of that. Great urgency and scarcity to drop into there. That's all you need to do. Be specific. Tell them what they need to do next. And that call to action will massively affect the amount of people that will click through. It's it's a huge, huge part of this sort of eight-step formula. Cool. And then number five. Number five is link. Again, this is one that not many people do. It confuses the life out of me. I don't think I've ever run a campaign in the last eight years where it wasn't better performed when we had this in place having the link in the copy of the text, so at the very bottom, so you've done the call to action and you actually put the link to go through on the ad itself, okay? Uh, Otherwise, they need to go looking for the little gray button and we know consumers, attention spans, et cetera. This affects things a lot, making it that easy to click through. And I know what some people will be thinking right now, you uh, you can't use tracking like as accurately if you have a really clean URL with no UTM codes. But if you just want your adverts to perform much better (laughs) and get more sales over the line, then this is something that you really, really want to do. And it will freak some people out because some people, just by the way 
that they enjoy uh, tracking and data and everything. And I totally get it. Uh, they would actually rather have lower sales but have everything accurate in a spreadsheet than have a bit of an unknown happening somewhere. There's a couple of ways you can manage to manufacture the tracking anyway. You could use a short link that redirects or you could do mydomain.com forward slash awesome offer and redirect that using the UTM. So that's not an excuse either, everybody. Yeah. That was a top, top tip. Go and do it now. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, you you all know how much I love tracking. And even <laughs> if you can't do those redirects, just just do it. It's going to up the sales. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> right, rant's over. Uh, wait a minute, we got to number five. So what's number six? Number six is what Facebook call the headline. So this is actually the uh, bold piece of copy that's down be- beside the button. They call it the headline. Pretty confusing because a lot of people in copywriting think as the hook. Uh, but the headline of a Facebook ad is down there and you want to use that. It has a huge effect on ads. We've literally split tested this with ads where uh, just having two variations of the headline, one can bring in absolutely nothing even though it's the same image, it's the same ad copy, it's the same call to action button, the headline has such a huge effect on if people will click through or not. So you really want to, in a very short amount of copy, you want to be able to tell them exactly what to do and remind them of why this is an amazing offer. So that would be something along the lines of um, like four free hampers when you buy just one, brackets, uh, click the button now to... To, to go through and actually get it. So you want to be really direct with it in that really tiny piece of copy. And by the way, if anybody uses Google ads or YouTube ads, you're used to trying to fit things in <laughs> to one-liners and try and get... So you're going to be awesome at this if you're bringing your Google ads experience over to Facebook. But that's a really, really key one. And so you want to do a little bit of playing about with that. And if you're using Facebook dynamic ads, by the way, so two options when you when you start an ad campaign now you can actually create each ad individually or you can use dynamic ads you can try out a whole bunch of different headlines and facebook will test them for you so you could test out like six of them if you really wanted to well five of them actually um but you can do that if you're not 100 percent sure on what's going to work best nice number seven yeah seven let's do seven <laughs> number seven is the button text. So we can't edit the button text, but we can choose different buttons. And I've worked with so many e-commerce brands now. And what we typically see is if you have something that is um, a more direct call to action, such as shop now or buy now or something like that, you get you do get higher conversion rates on the landing page, right? So uh, higher intent click, higher intent person that, that lands there. However, the maths actually works out better for getting way more click-throughs through the simple learn more button and then the amount of people that's hitting the landing page versus the conversion rate. So we typically see that when we test the two against each other, even though that number can look better in conversion rates, it isn't actually more profitable. So we want more traffic so that we can get more people uh, seeing the offer on the, the checkout page or the sales page. Got it. So. Add conversion rate up if we use learn more, landing page conversion rate down. But who cares about the landing page conversion rate if the ad conversion rate's up? Exactly. So the overall uh, money that you're putting into the ads versus what you're getting out of it, we're almost always seeing learn more outperform everything else. 
Nice. I like it. Yeah. Counterintuitive, but when you properly look at the numbers, it makes total sense. Okay. I think we've reached number eight, the last of the tech's top tips. So, uh, Neil, what is it? The final one here, uh, and we sort of touched upon this actually, is testing more than one piece of copy in a single campaign. So uh, a, a single audience that you're going to put ads in front of, don't just put out one piece of copy and sort of have your fingers crossed and hoping that this is going to convert. Uh, it's much better to have two pieces of copy and either testing out long versus short or direct versus indirect hooks uh, by simply doing that. And of course, you can go further with this. You know, you might test three, four, five as long as you're spending enough money. Uh, but at minimum, you want to be testing out two different pieces of copy so that Facebook has more to work with and they'll optimize for whichever one performs better. Brilliant. I love that. So we've had three brilliant tips on targeting. We've had three Story, not three, eight excellent <laughs> tips on coffee. So thank you for all of that, Neil. We're now going to pause for a reminder of our sponsors and then we'll be talking about the wider world of Facebook ads. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS, and personalized website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash masterplan. Okay, Neil, so far we've gone deep into essential e-commerce advertising audiences and copy. Um, now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of Facebook ads, if there's anything left. Um, <laughs> so for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with ads, which of course does include those essential e-commerce advertising audiences and copy. So Neil, are you ready for these? Go for it. Okay, let's start with Facebook ads newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with Facebook ads, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? The very best thing that I can say to you, knowing that if you're listening to a podcast like this and you're looking to take it seriously, I know that I'm not going to be speaking to you saying, don't use the boost button. Right? That, that's, that's not going to be the piece of advice here. I know you're already going into Ads Manager and you're going to try and create some ads here. The biggest thing that I can say to you, and this this turns the most technophobe people into successful advertisers, is test broadly. Facebook is insanely good at getting us the results that we want if we give them enough to work with in terms of number one, audiences, and number two, the creative. So everything that the person sees in their newsfeed. And by simply going through Ads Manager, doing the seven-step process to creating a Facebook ad, you end up with what we call a one-one-one formula. And that means one campaign to one group of people and one advert. Now, the great thing is most people finish there and they have a 50-50 chance of success at most, right? You only have to then hover over your audiences or hover over your ads and hit the duplicate button. And by simply doing that, it allows you to create more audiences and it allows you to create more adverts. And we, we do it as a, a 155 method. So one campaign, five audiences, and five adverts. 
And by simply doing that, you've got 25 times more likelihood of Facebook finding a winner of this is the audience that gets the best results. And this is the advert within that audience that is bringing in the most results as well. And you better bet Facebook will push your budget into wherever the results are coming from. So test broadly is my number one piece of advice to any newbies. I love it. Okay. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve Facebook ads performance? You're going to love this. It's the same as my last tip. (laughs) We love a bit of consistency. So I'm all for that. Honestly, it is like the secret to great Facebook ads is testing broadly from the start and then monitoring and optimizing for whatever's working. So Facebook already will start to push the budget towards the things that are bringing in better results. So uh, the audiences are bringing in better results, the creative that's bringing in better results, but they will still continue to put a little bit of budget into anything else that you've got there. They will not just turn it off themselves. So the one key thing here for optimizing is to go in and make sure that Facebook, after a few days, don't do this in a 24-hour period. You have to give them, always look at your ads in like a three-day period plus. And if there's any ad sets or audiences that are vastly underperforming, way too high a price per conversion, turn them off. If there is any adverts that are getting a significant amount of budget that are having a way too high price per conversion, turn them off. And it forces Facebook to take that extra 20 or 30% of the budget and to continue to focus it into the things that we already know works. Nice. Okay. If someone listening wants to learn more about Facebook ads, is there one cheap or free resource that you would recommend? Oh, uh, I, I honestly think uh, the the best place for, for cheap stuff is YouTube. You know, if you if you didn't want to go into paid courses, if you didn't want to go into a mentorship program of any kind, uh, the best free resource would be YouTube. There's some amazing stuff in there. And, you know, we're talking e-commerce ads today specifically. You can even check out my own YouTube channel where I give away so much stuff for free. We've literally got a video that you can just search on YouTube called uh, how to how to increase e-commerce sales with Facebook ads, seven steps. And it's just a really easy step-by-step process. Love it. And then finally, it is crystal ball time. What is coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in Facebook ads? Well, for me, I'm expecting the price of Facebook ads to plummet, which is going to be awesome. So Facebook ads over the last few years have been going up and up and up and up and up. And then over the last sort of year, uh, they've actually gone down around 20% is what we're seeing. So the price per thousand people you get in front of is going down about 20% so far. And it's been off the back, well, we think it's off the back of people freaking out around this Apple and Facebook ads thing with the, the Apple iOS update, because what we were originally told before anybody knew anything was that we were no longer going to be able to track sales. And if we can't track sales, how do we know our ROI? Okay. And we ended up finding out when it, when it all happened that that wasn't the case. It was it's that you can't track everything anymore. You can't track every single thing that somebody's doing on the site, but you can tell Facebook exactly what you're prioritizing that you want to track, which is sales. And so it's very simple. It's Nothing's really changed. Um, one other thing that's slightly changed is our ability to remarket to people who've been on our website. 
but we can still create audiences of people who clicked on our adverts or who did opt in um, to be tracked or people who engage with our social media or use any of our cold audience targeting. But because of all this stuff, it's created confusion in the marketplace. So for us as media buyers, and I know there's a lot of media buyers uh, listening to this podcast, this could be an amazing opportunity for us. We are, over the last five years, been forced to become better and better and better as Facebook advertisers because the price was going up. And it could be about to plummet. And we could be using like really, really advanced uh, targeting strategies and offer-based strategies um, to get people over the line. And it could be costing us pennies on the dollar to do so. So that's my crystal ball thing that I think is going to happen. Not guaranteed, but I think that's where it's going. Cool. I like it. So don't panic about the iOS 14 update and get ready for price reductions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, Neil, uh, we are nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yeah. If you want to reach out to me, I'm not even going to tell you like names of my courses or anything. I, I don't want to be here to pitch. I just wanted to come on and have fun with you and talk about Facebook ads, my favorite thing to talk about. So if you want to just go and check out uh, myself, reach out to me or uh, get some free resources, then best thing is go to my Instagram at Neil Shoney Mac, all one word. And you can go to the link in my bio, which is actually my uh, homepage of my website, which is just a list of free things that you can get. My advanced ads made easy 2.0. There's also uh, case studies that are actually broken down so you can repeat them and all of those things as well. So you can go and get a bunch of free stuff today. Nice. We we do like a bit of free stuff, especially when it helps us improve our improve our ads. And that one you mentioned, the the advanced ads made easy free training. That is that kind of covers what we've been through today. So anyone who was hastily scribbling, and you should see the amount of notes I've written, everybody. Um, they can get that in that free course as well if they want to go in depth. Yeah, absolutely. And we go a lot deeper into uh, offer building at the start of that because as I said to you, it's just so unbelievably important. If you plan to run ads, focus on the offer before you even hit that create ad button. And yeah, Advanced Ad Maze Easy, it's a, it's a great resource. Excellent. Well, Neil, thank you so much for coming on the Keep Optimizing podcast today. It's been very cool uh, picking your brains. Uh, so thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So there you go, guys. You are now fully, fully swatted up on audiences to be targeting, uh, on what offers to be putting in front of those audiences, and on those brilliant eight steps for how to go about working out what to put in all those many, many text boxes that Facebook gives you for your ads. Um, I particularly liked um, the point because I've not heard anyone say it before about putting the link in the copy as well as in the link box. I thought that was very clever. Um, and that's something I'm certainly going to be testing myself when I'm next running Facebook ads. And you get links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. And as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all four of our Facebook ad specialists to join us for a Q&A webinar on the 9th of March. It's going to be your chance to get your questions answered. So if you've got a question about what Neil's just been taking us through on copy, bring it along to the webinar. If you've got a question about what Lauren was talking about on video, bring it along to the webinar. What RJ was talking about on images, what John was talking about on dark posts, bring those questions along to the webinar and you will almost certainly get them answered by 
our guests. And if we don't manage to fit it all into the webinar, we will make sure there's follow-ups as well so you get your questions answered. Go and get yourself registered for the webinar now for free at keepoptimizing.com. I am really looking forward to connecting with you and getting your questions answered. So if you're listening to this, I should also say after the 9th of March, don't worry, you can still catch the replay and replays of all our previous Q&As just by heading to keepoptimizing.com and clicking on the webinar link. Well, thanks guys for tuning in to another episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. We're now seven months old and I've learned a lot in these first seven months about what you will want. So expect some great things to come over the rest of this year. And if you've got something you'd like us to cover or some other feedback, please do let me know. I'm always interested in what you guys think. Our whole set of episodes about the Facebook ads is now live, so please do have a listen to them all. And make sure you tune in next Wednesday when we'll be starting our series of five shows, because it's a long month, about email marketing. Yes, that huge topic, email marketing, during which we're going to include syncing audiences between your emails and your ads, why you do it, how you do it, etc. So we're looking forward to that one. And if you know someone who's particularly interested in email marketing at the moment, please do let them know we're covering it because this show exists to help you and them improve their marketing. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.